things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta give doxology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. Well, grace and peace, grace and peace. It is good to be back with you again. This is All Things Theology. I'm your host, K-Dub, and today we're going to be talking about Young Don. Yes, Young Don. But, man, before we get into that, y'all, y'all, I got to talk to y'all real quick, man. I got to talk to y'all. I just changed my diet, man. You know, I just changed my diet, and, you know, I'm kind of feeling... Kind of feeling sad, y'all. I mean, ain't had sugar in about a week. No bread in a week. You know, I, I my body don't know how to do, how to react. You know, and so you know, I'm just, I'm kind of struggling. You know, I, I, I'm alert. I actually feel mentally better, but my body's like, where that crack at? Right, it's like where, where, I, 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 I need that sugar. They, my body's like, boy, ain't no way, boy. You know, boy, ain't no way, boy. My body's like, I need that. Run that, right? I need that bread. I need that sugar, right? <laughs> so it's been about a week, you know. And so I'm trying to maintain, you know. So I, I'm, I'm pressing in, you know. I've been, there's been many temptations. Well, hold on. Some whoa, 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 whoa. Someone said no Waterloo. Now, maybe I haven't promoted very well, but I'm about to crack one open right now. <sighs> haven't I promoted this as zero sugar, right? <laughs> have, have, I, have I been that bad of a promoter of Waterloo? Which I need to get a, you know, you know, they need a portrait boy already. You know what I'm saying? Dom DeMarco, DeMarco. Yeah, I'm, hey, I'm trying to maintain. I'm trying to go at least 30 days. And I'll probably, you know, adjust to like a low carb, low sugar. But yeah, yeah. So that's what's going on with me, y'all. Y'all probably like, we, we, we came for the theology. We came for the disagreement. <laughs> I'm just letting y'all know how I'm trying to be clean in more than one way. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that's all I'm saying. Hey, we 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 running today, man. We going in. So, I got a call last week. Let's introduce this show. What are we talking about? I got a call last week from lo and behold. Um Corey Miner, aka Smart Christian Channel. You know what I'm saying? Boy, ain't no way, boy. Yeah. Boy, ain't no way, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone said we came for the Don DeMarcos, <laughs> and and I will, I will, I will live up to it. Don DeMarco, Marco. you know what I'm saying? I will live up to it. But yes, I got a call last week. I was on my way to the dentist office. You know, many of you guys know I, uh, you know, got my wisdom tooth pulled out about two weeks ago, and I had to go for a checkup and all that. And so I go to the dentist office, and on my way, lo and behold, I'm Corey Miner's calling me. What do you want? <laughs> Not just kidding. Uh, so. I pick up the phone and he's like, Kate up, Kate up, Kate up. He's like, I know he has something to tell me. I can hear it in his voice. You know, I can hear it in his voice. Right. And so I say, what's up, man? And he's like, you got to check out the live. At the time, young Don was doing. He said, man, I'm not even going to tell you 
But when he gets on the Holy Spirit, just watch out. And Corey Miner like hung up the phone, you know. He was gone just like that, right? I was like, hey, hello, hello, hello? <laughs> right? I was, he just told me to go listen to it. So I was like, I don't really want to listen to this, man. But I was like, you know what? Corey called, suggested I should do it, suggested I should review it. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out, right? Lo and behold, this, this, this was some bad stuff, guys. Guys, are, are you hanging on to your, I don't know, what do, what do you sit on usually when you watch the show, right? Your, your armchair, right? Your, your, your couch. Whatever you're sitting on, please sit and hold on to it, right? Because there's some, there's some amazing stuff. And my critique of young Don is not because he's young in age. Uh, essentially, being young in age it doesn't really matter. It's right. It's, I I think much of, uh, you know, because young 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 Don has a lot of zeal, and he's very talented. He's a good speaker, and so I could appreciate that about young Don. But he does not know what he's talking about when it comes to the text. And and and, and, and I may play this video where he kind of admits to that. But we'll see. We'll, we, we may save that for the end. All right. So y'all ready, man? Are y'all ready to get into this? Yes. All right. Let's let's. We, yeah, we're going to discuss a little bit of free grace theology, of course. But also the Holy Spirit and the role of the Holy Spirit. Um, <laughs> man, I got the best chat in the world, man. I got the best chat in the world, man. And you know, it wasn't me who who did this, man. You know who did? God did. God did. Let's get into this video. We do not serve a God of confusion, and he has not made his scriptures difficult to understand. I believe that we are to take it at face value and to believe Jesus when he says that he that believeth on me hath everlasting life, full stop. When. So if you don't get the argument, young Don is saying is. Just believe, and this is where I think terms need to be defined. What do you mean, believe? Right? Y'all know how I usually play this sound effect. I I got so many sound effects now. Like, <laughs> what, what what do you mean by that? Right? I mean, like, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by believe? Right? Because this has to be defined. Right? We have to define what believe means. And so he's going to go to this text. I don't know if it's in this clip, but he's and so he's going to go to this text, uh, John three thirty six. So guys, you y'all know how I like to do. I don't just like to tell you, hey, we're gonna to go to the text as well, right? Right. What does John three thirty six say? Right. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life. Uh oh. So, so he skips over that obey part, <laughs> right? But the wrath of God remains. But even if he wanted to skip over, even if he just read the text, whoever believes in the son has eternal life and who doesn't believe, I guess, uh, doesn't, but the wrath of God, there's a problem even with his view. And what is the problem? The problem is with how he defines belief. So let's go to the Greek. If you go to the Greek, Right. This is John three thirty six. I'm not pulling any any uh, wool over nobody's eyes. Right. Nope. Not doing any of that. And let's look at what it says. 
according to the Greek. Right? It says the one, or actually it's the believing. Like if you literally read the Greek, it says the believing, and it's obviously the the beliefs, the ones believing or the believing ones in the Son has life eternal. The one, however, not obeying the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. And so this word pistuon is in the form which makes it a believing, an ongoing thing. Guys, believers in the scriptures are not categorized as people who just believe one time. Believers, biblically speaking, continue in their belief. That's why it's in the pistuon, right? You go to this word pistuon, it's a verb, right? Um, yeah, it's in the imperfect, meaning it's imperfect and in the future. In eris, a complete, it's, it's, it's an ongoing action or ongoing belief, that is. This is a trust. Not just uh, adherence to some facts. That's not belief, guys. That's not belief. Belief is not just agreeing to certain facts. That's, that's you know, that's a, a mental aspect. But faith, belief, also involves a, 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 uh, a trust that is ongoing. Right? We, we call people like that fools who adhere to facts only later to reject these facts they know is true. That, that person biblically is not called a believer, but, but a fool. And so I do have problems with how people have defined faith today. Well, you just, you just adhere to some, some true things, right? You adhere to some, some facts. That is, that is an incomplete definition of, of the word belief or faith. Right, so let's get back into the video. Today during Bible study, we were exploring the book of John. And we were looking at chapter 11, verse 25. And it reads. Martha said, oh, it reads verse 25. Jesus said unto her. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Again, this text is problematic for him as well because we have the same issue. Let's go to the Greek. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't like going to the Greek. I understand. But notice what it says. Remember, remember what, what I said the word was? Pistuon. It's, it's the same word. The believing one, the one believing. It's not just, oh, well, ticket punch Christianity, right? Well, I did that a long time ago and I'm kind of done with that stuff. But, you know, I'm still got my salvation because I just believed once I agreed to some facts. I walked the aisle, you know, and the preacher said I was saved. I wrote it down in the beginning of my Bible. So that means I'm saved, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> that is not what the Bible teaches. This is not ticket punch Christianity. The one God justifies, he sanctifies. And praise God, one day, right, we'll be glorified. But it's the believing, not the one time in history, right? We believed once, I mean, but we don't, we don't now. 
And guys, there's going to be some more terrible things in mind. Yeah, he's a KJV onlyist, but even I mean, he still has to go back to the Greek. I mean, I mean, that's what the KJV, uh, you know, people who formulated his Bible did. I mean, if he don't want to deal with that, then he doesn't want to actually deal with reality. So Jesus is saying that anyone who believeth on, in me shall live. And uh, he asked this to Martha. And what does Martha respond? She saith unto him, yea, Lord, I believe. A Calvinist is saying this? Whoa, Calvinists believe you have to believe in God. Whoa, mind-blowing. <laughs> Don't understand Calvinism. You think that's antithetical to... But yeah, we continue. Believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. So when Jesus asks or says, believe in me, what is he asking you to believe? This is what he is asking you to believe that he is the Christ, the son of God, which should come into the world. That is what he is asking you to believe. He's not asking you to obey him. He's not asking you to copy him or live your life just like him in regards to salvation. Let me make that distinction, right? Jesus Christ is perfect. Now, I, I let him finish that because in that context, he's right. Yes, our works, our obedience is not our, our right standing with God. Now, he's going to straw man the Calvinist position numerous times in this video. So we're going to have this sound effect ready quite a bit. Do you want to build a straw man? We're going to have that ready, guys. Matter of fact, coming up shortly. Right? We, we have to be ready. <laughs> yes, we have to define what believing is. But let's, let's, let's get, hear, 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 hear him out. Let's allow him to continue be holy and we are to be holy as god is holy but not for the sake of saving our souls to do that we must believe that he is a christ that he came to pay for our sins with his life and he did that when he died on the cross and the work is finished now it is my assertion and i'm going to demonstrate that uh that the free grace components do not understand the work of christ Right. For them, Christ just paid the penalty. Right. You believe you're saved from hell. But that is that all what the Bible teaches about the work of Christ and, and that he does? No. I understand he's not a Calvinist. I'm saying he's going to straw man the Calvinist. And uh, I, I know he claims he was, but <laughs> I have serious doubts about that. Anyways, um. Calvinists believe in eternal security, if that's what you're referring to. Yes, but we do not believe in easy believism. Um, yes, what I was let me let me let me finish what I'm saying. The free grace components totally misunderstand the work of Christ because they're right that Christ does save us from the penalty of sin. Right? Yeah, that's true. But is that all what the Bible teaches? Christ also saves us from the power of sin. Roman, read Romans 6. It's no way you cannot come to that understanding. It doesn't mean Christians don't sin, but they are not under the slavery and the dominion of sin. That is very clear taught in Romans chapter 6. Right? Very clear, clearly taught. I mean, you cannot get around this teaching in the Bible that Christians do not bear fruit. You cannot get around that teaching. 
And we're going to demonstrate that. But by believing that he is the Christ and he did finish the work, you are saved. It's that simple. And you're sealed with the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. Upon being redeemed, you will have eternal life. It's that simple. And that's why Jesus says time and time again that in order to receive the gift of life, you merely have to believe. Now, we've already demonstrated that his definition of belief is unbiblical because it is just a, it's a checkbox. Yeah, I did that. It's, so, uh, Young Don and others, uh, hold on, someone said, why Ruslan on your Google account? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Belief is an ongoing action that the people of God commit, right? Not not just, like I said, ticket punch Christianity. You know, I, 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 you know, God saved me. I'm going to go. Thanks for that salvation. I'm going to go live like a child of the devil the rest of my life. It's not what the Bible teaches. That's not possible for a Christian if we allow the Bible to speak, right? If we allow the Bible to shape our uh, theology, our beliefs. That's not what the Bible teaches, right? By the way, if you're liking what you're hearing, go and give me a like, go and hit that like button. It's free. You know, you're going to hit that th thumbs down though. I got to say, you know, I mean, <laughs> let's continue. People hear the free grace gospel. This is why I felt like I had to say that. Because so many people are in the Lordship salvation camp. They're working for their salvation. Their motivation for the way that they live their lives is not wanting to end up in hell. Now, is that what we believe? <laughs> that, um, hold on a second. I, I got to play this right quick. Do you want to build a straw man? Or does the Lordship salvation teach? Uh, or is that my position? Is that even Corey's position that we believe we have to work for our salvation? Guys, remember, I am part of the reform tradition, uh, Calvinistic tradition. It was the Calvinists, the reformers who fought against the Roman Catholic Church who was teaching that very thing. See, if you know history, <laughs> you would know this stuff. It was the it was the, the, the Calvinist reform people who were fighting for the, the solas, sole fide. Sole gratia, right? Solus Christus, right? This is not, this is, this is one big. Do you want to build a straw man? Straw man. <laughs> Again, yes. Corey does not believe that. No person he's already. Now, I can introduce young Don to some people who, who actually believe that. We can go down the road and visit the Roman Catholic Church, the Mormon Church, the Muslims who believe it is faith in your works that justifies you. We're saying saving faith, biblical faith, produces good fruit. As the Bible says, a good tree produces good fruit. And we'll look at some of these texts here in a bit. Right? Not that our works contribute to our justification. But rather, our works are a fruit 
of justification. See, you get the order wrong, you get the gospel wrong. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We appreciate you, bro. He says, I'm not even a Calvinist. I was calling out the straw man arguments to him. Yeah, I think I saw you in some of the chats here. <laughs> Funny enough. Yeah. Uh, look, I understand some people, hey, have different uh, soteriologies. We can we can debate and discuss. But what we can't do is say that the Cal we can't uh, redefine people's position. Right. You can you can argue someone's not being consistent. That's fine. But to say that they teach this, that is a lie. That is a straight lie. They think they have to work. The way they live their lives is going to determine whether or not they go to heaven when they die. The way we live our lives determines if we have had true saving faith or not. Oh, I like this comment. I love this comment. Young Don is textbook Dunning-Kruger effect. He has no idea what he's talking about, but speaks loudly and confidently in what he is doesn't understand heresy. Yes, the Dunning-Kruger effect, right? They're the, it's a, and, and I mean this with all due respect, the Dunning-Kruger effect. It's like they're the smartest person in a room full of dumb people, right? So they think they know what they're talking about, but they actually don't, right? I had recently found out about the Dunning-Kruger effect about a month ago from a friend who was explaining this to me. We, we've had some interesting talks since then. But yes, that's exactly what's happening here. And so the entire time they are living their life, they are just focused on trying to secure salvation. No, no, we're not. We believe in perseverance of the saints or preservation of the saints, uh, depending on which aspect you're looking at. God endures us in. We're not living our life trying to secure our salvation. We believe that our salvation is secured. Again, this, see, and this has nothing to do with his age, but yet his inexperience in dealing with these issues. This is why I believe he should sit down. Not because of his how young he is. I mean, I, we're not too far in age. But he has been saved not too long ago, and he doesn't actually know what he's talking about. You know, people like this actually set themselves up for amazing refutations. And I, I, I mean, I, I probably need to do a whole show on people teaching before they're actually ready or qualified. Um, yeah, that could be a whole study in and of itself. Or keep it secured or whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> Just whatever they define it as. Straw man, sir. And so when they hear the true gospel and learn that once you believe on Christ and are... Do Calvinists teach original sin? I, I would be curious how much you do know about Calvinists. Just, just curious. Saved and you're sealed forever and you cannot lose your salvation. Well, then they think, oh, well, then I guess that's it then there's no more to do then mission accomplished i'm done and so there and that's how you get these arguments so i guess i can just like now go off and live however i want and do whatever i want to do and not even care about what the bible says well in your theology yes you you do believe that that can be of a christian so it's actually a fair argument to say well because you're actually going to say that later. <laughs> Funny enough, he's like, you know, they, oh, they're just bringing these arguments. It's like, well, he's actually going to say later, a Christian cannot bear any fruit. Crazy, right? 
but he's going to say that. But, you know, I, I shouldn't have spoiled the the meat, right? You know, but yes, that is an accurate uh, critique of your position. Hey, who man's is this? Says, have you reached out to Young Don for a discussion about this topic? It would be a good discussion, and Young Don might learn something. I have no way to contact him. I've I've, I've looked in the description. I don't see anything. Uh, I would love to talk to Young Don. Would love to. Uh, he lives in uh, Texas. You know, a couple hours from me. I would even drive up to where he is, and we would have a conversation. It doesn't have to be public, right? doesn't have to be public. I, I would love to do that. But yeah, this, this clip right here. Um, very confusing. And when you understand that when you get to heaven, your lifestyle will be heavily influenced by, you know, the things that you did for Christ whilst you were here on earth. Now you have the motivation. Now you got the direction. Now you understand why it is that despite your salvation not being in jeopardy based on how you live your life, now you see why you should live your life a certain way. Does anybody see what's problematic with that? I'm a I'm gonna replay the clip. I'm gonna replay the clip. Uh but he says he says um when you get to heaven that this happens. Let, let, let's let's uh Let's play this back. Y'all y'all know how I'll do it here at All Things Theology. You know, we gotta we gotta we gotta make sure we're tuning in, listening to what's going on, right? I mean, let's replay that. And when you understand that when you get to heaven. So so when you get to heaven, check this out. When you get to when you get to heaven, your lifestyle will be heavily influenced by you know the things that you did for Christ whilst you were here on earth, now you have the motivation. Now you got the direction. Now you understand why it is that despite your salvation not being in jeopardy based on how you live your life, now you see why you should live your life a certain way. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? So when we get to heaven is now when we'll be motivated and influenced to live a certain way. Huh? Huh? Not now? Not now? I, I, I do not for the life of me understand that. I do not for the life of me understand that. Um, that makes no sense, biblically speaking, right? No sense at all. But we're going to hear more of... Do you want to build a straw man? I'm going to hear more of that. Check this out. Does a backloaded gospel save? I do not believe so. I do not believe so. I believe because here's the... straw man? Hold on, I was trying to press a question. Said, so what is the Holy Spirit for then? My friend, just wait till we get to that. Just wait till we get to that. So right now he's saying, well, um, uh, there's, well, Calvinist has a backloaded gospel, right? If you believe that works demonstrate 
your faith uh, or evidence of your faith, uh, then you have a backloaded gospel because you're sneaking works into it. Right. This is this is literally going to be the uh, <laughs> the argument here. Whether you put faith in your works before, during or after that point, which you consider where salvation occurs, we're not putting faith in our works. We're putting faith in Christ who produces. Well, the spirit produces good works. Now, he has no room for the spirit actually producing good works. You're going to see here in a second. Once we get to the section on the Holy Spirit, the spirit is just. I guess a guy who pats you on the back and, you know, tells you what to do, but that's about it. That's about it for him. No kidding, guys. Uh, just wait. Just wait a second. Uh, you guys will see what I mean, you know. Uh, so let's 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 continue this. You are taking away credit from Jesus Christ and giving a portion onto yourself or onto whatever it is else you are looking towards to secure your salvation. My brother said, look up ultra crepidarian. Hope I said that right. Let's look it up for my brother who gave the super chat. Ultra. I, say, I, I gotta look up them big words, man. Y'all know I'm just a you know dumb man from Louisiana, you know, as I like to say. <laughs> ultra crepidarian. Yeah, let's look at this definition. Uh <laughs> says noting or pertaining to a person who criticizes, judges or gives advice outside the area of his or her expertise uh, young don is a ultra crepidarian <laughs> that is very fitting very fitting uh to this and, and like i said man i would like to talk to young don man i I, he's a, he's a uh, he's a likable guy, you know. I, I do like his personality and his demeanor, but when it comes to explaining the scriptures, my buddy needs some work. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm not gonna son him. I know he doesn't like that. You know, felt, felt like Corey Miner sunned him. Probably did a little bit, <laughs> but I'm not gonna son him. You know, I, I'm not gonna come with that attitude. We're just gonna talk about the text, right? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So apparently, if you believe that the Bible, what the Bible says, I mean, look, bro, there's so many texts uh, that teaches this. I, I mean, even in the text he quoted earlier about uh, John eleven twenty five, uh, before that, Jesus is being called Lord. What did Jesus say? Right. Let's look at this. Right. Um. I mean, man, where do you go? Right. Um. John, oh, sorry, Luke 6. Let me share my screen with you. Luke 6, starting at verse 43, right? Uh, For no good tree bears bad fruit. This is the Bible, guys. Nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. Now, we're going to get into a section that he's going to argue that everybody produces good fruit or good works. I ca I categorically and fundamentally reject that theology according to verses like this. Bad trees do not produce good fruit or good works. For each tree is known by its own fruit. Guys, there's a whole theology of the seed theology. Let me let me let me look at you real quick. We'll get back to that text. 
the seed theology of the Bible, right? Children who are, are the seed of Satan, they mimic and imitate him. That's why Jesus called the Pharisees sons and daughters, sons and daughters of the devil. Why? Because they were liars. Because they're liars. And Satan's children imitate and mimic him. We being seed, son of, of God, right? We mimic Jesus. We mimic the father. We imitate what he does, right? Perfectly? Of course not. We're still struggle as well with the flesh. And we're going to get into some of those dynamics. But there's no, in the theology of the free grace proponents, none of that really is in play. The, um, you know, child of Satan and child of God can do the same thing. The only difference in their position is that one believes. That's the only difference between them. We're going to get into that. And if you take away even so much as a fraction of a percentage and put it on yourself or anything else, you completely lose the whole thing. It is no longer of grace because you have incorporated works and it can either be of grace or of works. Again, these guys do not understand the work of Christ. I, I, now, if you have the patience, if you have the patience, me and brother Rick, we did a five hour. I can't even call it a video marathon. <laughs> we did a five hour marathon. And flesh a lot of this stuff out about the work of Christ, about justification uh, leading to sanctification. Again, true faith continues. Right. Um, true faith continues. It, it does not. It's not just a historical faith, as I've heard Brother Rick Caldwell describe it as. It's not just, oh, I did that once. Right. It's not just some momentous event in your life where like, yeah, I. I I, I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, however you say it, right? I did that, you know, that journey once and now I'm done with that. I'll never do that again. That's not faith. Biblically, I just climbed Mount Everest. Yeah, that was a, it was a, it was a fun time, but I won't do that again. It's not what the Bible teaches guys. All right. This part is interesting. Very interesting. And based on how you lived your life here on earth, it will now, uh, again, he's reviewing this video of Corey and I guess Corey played this part of him in this section. So we're going to continue from here. And based on how you lived your life here on earth, it will determine your life for the rest of eternity. Think about that. And so we should all be doing good works, but your works don't mean anything if you're now. Hold on a second. See, this is why I think young Don is confused because reconcile what he said before with this statement here. I would actually say this is actually a dangerous statement. And based on how you lived your life here on earth, it will determine your life for the rest of eternity. Think he says, based on how you let's, let's make sure we get it right. And based on how you lived your life here on based on how you live your life here on earth, earth, it will determine your life for the rest of eternity. It will determine your life for rest of eternity. Now, I cannot reconcile that statement with everything he said before. I, I cannot. 
because he was fighting against that idea just a second ago. Now he's abandoned it. And, and I would actually argue that this, what he said right there is actually consistent with a works-based salvation. Because I don't believe my works determine where I'll end up. It's the fruit of the faith which determines where I'll live up. So, like I said, so, I don't know. Think about that. And so we should all be doing good works. But your works don't mean anything if you're not saved. And Where have we heard that before? Oh, I know. I've said it. Thousands of other Christians have said the same thing. Your works don't determine your salvation. We should be doing works, but they don't determine your salvation. I've said it a, bit, a billion times. We're not talking about a works-based salvation. We're talking about a salvation-based works. Big difference. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because, listen, this is why, in my opinion, the Calvinism is the most insidious Calvinism and Catholicism, the most <laughs> Calvinism and, and uh, Calvinism and Catholicism in his, his view is the most insidious, <laughs> even though Calvinism is actually what uh, historically <laughs> freed a lot of people from the tyranny of Rome. So on this very issue that he's talking about, just very interesting. Like, like I said, guys, many people would benefit from doing some historical studies you know, some some reading in church history. It would benefit greatly because he just puts Calvinists and, and, and Roman Catholicism in the box. Same box. It's like they, they fundamentally agree, disagree on this issue. Does he know that? I I I don't I don't see that he does. I mean, there's no evidence of that from what he says. Insidious, you know, underhanded false. Yeah, yeah. Calvinists need a pope. Shout out to uh, Smart Christian Channel, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I, I blame you for this video for sending it to me, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Calvinism and Catholicism. That's right. That's right. Same boat, apparently. <laughs> Gospels is because they get so close to the real thing. Now, he says, well, they get so close to the wrong thing. Here's the issue. Since he lumped Calvinists and Catholicism in together... I have no clue what the man is talking about because they both disagree on the issue. This is, this is, where, where, where am I? You, you know, why would you say that? Why would you say that? Wait a minute. Who are you? What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? What are, what are you talking about? They both get... Rome is so far from the gospel, it's insane. Rome makes the Judaizers look orthodox. That's how far Rome gets in their uh, presentation of the gospel. And he's saying, well, they both kind of get real close to the gospel. No, they do not. <laughs> no, they do not. It gets worse. But the difference between what I say and what Corey says is he will assert that if you do not produce good works at some point in time, this is evidence that you are not truly saved. If you do not turn. It is evidence that you have not come to saving faith. What would be a better way of articulating it? It's not that you're just trying to see how many good works you do. And it's like, man, my salvation meter is going up. No. See, these guys have, have a, a worldly philosophy in how they der derive in the text. The text clearly says, good tree bears good fruit, 
And then they'll say, well, how much good fruit must you do? That's not at question. That's not a question at all. And throughout this video, I mean, Young Don just goes to text and says, well, see, you believe. And then that settles the issue for her. Like, okay, I mean, it, it's not a comprehensive view. It's a truncated, reductionistic view of Christianity. From certain sins or a certain sinful behavior in a timely fashion, that is evidence that you don't truly have the Holy Spirit working within you. And that, in my opinion, is a form of backloading works. So how does young Don answer certain texts about uh, like 1 Corinthians 6, 9? Let's go to that text real quick. Right. It says, or do you not know that the unrighteous will inherit the kingdom of God? Hmm. Paul is talking to people who claim to be Christians. Right. Do not be deceived. See, free grace proponents. Free grace proponents do not understand that people are deceived. Guess what? Many times in the church. There's deceivers and people being deceived in the church. But praise God for God's word. Which says, do not be this way. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality. Not very popular in our culture today, right? Nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, young Don says, well, as long as they believe, yes, they will. They can continue in these actions and still inherit the kingdom of God. That's not what the text says. But notice what verse 11 says. So important to understand in the context of this conversation. And such were some of you. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And by the spirit of our God. Praise God. Praise God that he has done this wonderful work in us. That he not only has justified us, but he sanctified us. And he's continually uh, growing us. Right? God does not just save us from the penalty of sin, but keep us in the muck and the mire. God has gone far beyond what we deserve in his grace. See, these guys don't actually understand the graciousness of God. That he not only took dirty, filthy rebels, right, who were, who were uh, uh, you know, rebelling against him. We were filthy. He brought us in, adopted us. Praise God for adoption. He gave us new robes. Right? He cleaned us up. Right? 
Y'all know the song. Christ cleaned us up. It's not maybe. Right? He did this. He's doing this. This is all part of the redemptive plan of God. Again, this is not ticket punch Christianity. Thank you for the salvation. I'm going back to my old life. Going back to hating you now. I mean, I'm, now I'm a Buddhist monk and it's all good because I got saved. Once saved, always saved. No, that is not a true definition of, of eternal security. My guys, this is so important to realize. This is why you have so many people walking around, think they say because they said a prayer once and the pastor told them, write the date on the Bible. Don't you ever forget it. Don't let nobody say you're not saved. I know you're high on meth every day. Don't let nobody tell you that. I know you're fornicating, living with your girlfriend. I know you're living completely contradictory to what the Bible says, but you're saved. My, my friends, many pastors have convinced people of a salvation that the Bible does not teach. Again, this is not saying work save you. I know, I know free grace. Anytime you mention works, they're like, well, so you're saying you're saved by works. You don't understand what the gospel does. You don't understand what the gospel, what the free grace of the gospel does. I know you, people, these people call, call it free grace theology. But it's not free grace. It's deceiving grace. I don't even want to call it grace because it actually is not the grace the Bible speaks about. You, you want to know what the Bible teaches about grace? I love this. I love it, man. God's word, man. Hold on, man. I'm in my I'm in my bag right now, you know. God's grace, man. We want to see what it does. Yeah, shout out to my man Alton Johnson, man. Get those likes up. Get those likes up, man. You want to see what the grace of Christ does? Oh man, let's get it, man. Let me let me let me let me get let me pull this verse up real quick. Some of you. Theologians know where I'm going. You guys know where I'm going. I know y'all, y'all, y'all in, in, you know, in the text as well. Look what it says. Titus chapter two. We'll start at verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. And this is not uh, every single person, but, uh, you know, all kinds. We, we can get into that if somebody would like to challenge that. But nevertheless, that's not my point. This is what the grace of God does. Training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. This is what the grace of God has appeared to do. Right? Waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior. Shout out to those Jesus is God texts. Notice why, notice why Jesus gave himself up for us. Notice, notice what his death actually did and produced. Verse 14, who gave himself up for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. 
See, this is what this is what Jesus did. This is what the Lord did. This is what the Lord did in you, my Christian friend. This is what the this is what our God did for us. I, oh, man, whoo! <laughs> this is, hey, this is what this is what God did. God did. It wasn't on your own. You didn't do this. You weren't searching for it, looking for it. God did this work in you. To bring it about into the day of completion. Yeah, Chris gets it. Ephesians 2 is real. Shout out to Mary. Shout out to Mary. Shout out to Benjamin with the uh, super chat. He says, there's a reason. First Timothy 3, 6. There's a reason a new convert should not teach. Big love for Vancouver, Canada. Love the content, brother. Shout out to you, brother. Shout out to you, man. Man, this stuff gets me excited. I'm 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 excited right now. <laughs> I hope you are too watching. If you are, get those likes up, man. Get those likes up. What book, chapter, and verse was that, please? Second Titus, second uh Titus, or Titus chapter two, uh, starting at verse eleven through fourteen. Very clear text. Very clear text. Let me. I done got so excited, man. The camera done shifted in here. I mean, the, the atmosphere shifted. <laughs> That's right. That's right, man. We, we, we I, I am loving this. Let's continue on because, guys, man, it's, we're not done. Got some more to talk about. We are moving to the section on the Holy Spirit. Moving on the section on the Holy Spirit. See, guys, this is why I tell you guys, man. Hey, don't mind. Hey, if you have to take notes. If you have to follow along with me, pull your Bible open, right? Go to the text with me and let's, 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 let's dive in what God's word is saying. Another uh, super chat from my brother, Truth, Truth of Talks. We dropping super chats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We dropping super chats. Let's get it I in. I do believe that the Holy Spirit guides us in truth. So the Holy now. We're going to talk now about the Holy Spirit. What does the Holy Spirit do in the role in the life of the Christian? Well, let's talk about it. I do believe that the Holy Spirit guides us in truth. So the Holy Spirit tells us what is good and what is bad. You understand? The Holy Spirit tells us which way we should go. But it is a 100% you that makes that decision to go. No, 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 no. Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. Hey, who man's is this? Oh, man's is this? Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all did y'all hear that? You know, man, that that really breaks my heart. That it's a hundred percent you. It's all you. Sorry, Holy Spirit, but it's all you. Maybe I gotta play that back because I don't. I don't see nobody saying nothing yet. So let's let's play it back. I do believe that the Holy Spirit guides us in truth. So the Holy Spirit tells us what is good and what is bad. You understand? The Holy Spirit tells us which way we should go, but it's a, it is a hundred percent you that makes that decision to go. It is hundred percent you. That makes that decision to go. So the obedience, all you. It is all you. That's not what the Bible teaches. We'll, we'll get into a text later on that. 
It's not. It is. N- Guys, my justification, my sanctification is not 100% on me. It is not 100% on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, sanctification, that is progressive sanctification, is synergistic, but it's not 100% on me. Shout out to my man, Logan. Says, thank you for exposing the humanistic theology. Absolutely, man. Shout out to you, man. Now, how does he turn around now and say, guys, and guys, and he's going to contradict himself later. <laughs> right? Remember, guys, I want, guys, you have to stick around. Please, please. You have to stick around for this. Because remember, he says, right, it's 100% you. Right? Yeah, yeah, shout out to my man, Dear World Christian, man. I'm, says Christian shifting the atmosphere up in here. Excellent work, my guy. Shout out to Dear World Christian. <laughs> Smart Christian says, I'm having a hard time working while listening to this. Hey, I understand. I understand. Don, young Don says, I was about to say Don DeMarco. <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm too much into it. Don DeMarco, DeMarco. He says it's 100% you. Move over, spirit of the living God, creator of the universe. Who does what he pleases, who blows where he wishes. Move over. Young Don says it's it's all him. And I believe that there are some people who never go. Not in a significant way, not in a way where you can look at their lives and be like, oh, there's the, they're this super, you know, changed, born again person. And he says, hey, there's some people you can look at and say, hey, you can't tell. Well, have you thought about this? Maybe they're not actual Christian. I mean, just maybe the Bible says something to this, that they're deceived. Self-deception, man, is real. How many how many people you met? I've met atheists appealing to the fact that they grew up in in Christian uh, Christianity. I've I met so many pagans who their rest and assurance was the fact they grew up in a quote unquote Christian household. It's not what the Bible teaches, right? Which completely takes the the term "born again" out of context and makes it into something it doesn't. It's not. And he clearly has an issue with the Bible saying we have a new nature. He doesn't believe that. We're going to get to evidence of that. But he does not believe there's any powerful change that comes when the spirit indwells a person. That's why I want to ask, what is the Holy Spirit for if he's doing the same thing before you got saved? This just makes no sense. If you can do what the, if the unregenerate man can do what the Christian can do, what is the Holy Spirit actually doing? We're going to find out in a bit. They want to rob a man's salvation because, you know, he still likes to drink or he still listens to secular music or he's still in that relationship with that girl that he never proposed to and never got married to. Are you saying yes? First of all, I'm not robbing someone of their salvation. One of the most 
You know, you know, some of the most difficult people to uh, evangelize is people who already think they're saved. False converts are the worst people to convert. You know why? Because they already think they're saved. They have no desire for God's word. No desire for anything of God. But they've got their ticket punched and they think they're right with God. So it depends what you mean about this person you're describing. Is this person practicing sin? You know, like 1 John 3 says that the children of the devil do. Then they're not a Christian. But if they're struggling with this, seeking God, then that person is saved. They just need to mature. See, the maturity of the believer is something that free grace guys say isn't necessary. You can, matter of fact, you can live worse as a quote unquote Christian and still be saved than before your pagan days. You met people like that. They quote unquote, right, hold on, let me look at you guys. They quote unquote get saved. And they're actually living worse than they were before. I've met people like this. This is why we can't take our experience. We can't have the experience dictate our exegesis. What does the word of God say, right? What does the word say? 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 It's like, no. That is exactly why he needs a savior. Because the flesh is weak and flawed and, you know, everybody falls short of the glory of God. All right, so we're going to get into this next section here. This, this part right here. Uh, came here from Gnostic Informant. Well, it's good to see you, Theophilus. Hope you enjoyed that debate last night. <laughs> Yeah, good to see you here. Uh, let's continue on more with the Holy Spirit. After we're saved, what are we going to do? Well, the Bible tells us that we are going to have some works to show for it. I wouldn't say the Holy Ghost has none to do with how we change, but our flesh free will has a hold on humans. Yeah, I understand that, you know, I am. Listen to this, guys. Listen to this. That, you know, I am not in the majority with this belief. But I think the reason why the Holy Spirit has been given so much credit for our, you know, fleshly changes is because precisely because of pagan theology. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. Hey, who man's is this? Did y'all hear that? The Holy Spirit has been given too much credit because of pagan theology. Guys, 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 guys. We've been given the Spirit of God too much credit. Guys, we don't give the Spirit of God enough credit. I, I, I do not give the Spirit of God enough credit. What? What is he saying? What is this guy saying? You know who has accomplished my justification? God did. 
You know who I can credit for my growth? God did. You know who I'm going to get credit for my glorification? God did. My goodness, this is bad. Now, now the, and I want to be, um, want to be respectful to Young Don because I know he's young in the faith, right? If he is saved, look, you know, um, but notice the total reversal going on here, guys. That, that we are giving too much credit to the Holy Spirit. No, Young Don. You're not giving enough. You're not giving enough for the God who created all things and has brought about the new creation in our hearts. As shout out to my man, uh, Shailen, man. My God can take a scandalous cat, handing out crack, turn him to evangelist, that passing out tracks, man. My God changes sinners. What do you mean he's getting too much credit? We often neglect the spirit. Guys, I, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. When we don't pray, we're neglecting the spirit. Right? This, this, this is just, see, man-centered, anthropocentric theology. Right? This is Pull yourself by your bootstrap. I got it. No need for the spirit to, to uh, work in us. Theology. Right? See, when you think you're the, the cause of all things, this is what it produces. See, this is what man-centered theology produces right here. This is what it produces. Huh. Right? Yeah, so, okay. He says, not going to take you serious if you're not showing scripture. I appreciate the reminder, sir. Thank you for the reminder. Let's get into the text. Let's get into the text, my friends. Spirit's getting too much credit. My goodness. First of all, I, I didn't even think we had to, but hey, let's get into it. Hold on. Wrong verse. Uh, wrong verse. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Ezekiel 36. Man, this is a killer to what he just said. This kills it. Notice what the spirit is doing. And he doesn't like this, but this is what the text says. Notice. And I want you to see the emphasis, who the emphasis is on. Is it on us or is this on God? Answer that question, but stand by. Right? Stand by. Perfect. I will sprinkle clean water on you. Notice who's active and who's passive in this text. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanliness. Now, this is many people think, believe that Jesus is quoting this passage when he talks about the water in John three. That is my position. The water is what's cleansing you. It's doing an internal work in you. Right. You shall be clean from all your uncleanliness and from all your idols. I will cleanse you. Giving too much work to the spirit. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I will put within you. Yeah, that's right. Rick always says young Don does not like these verses. No, he does not. No, he does not. Right. I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I will put within you. 
Notice, notice who's active in this text. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. You know, formerly you were, you were dead. Now God says, wake up. You're alive, right? Wake up, sinner. Now you are alive. He didn't say that part, but that's me, <laughs> right? Right? And I will put my spirit within you. Notice, notice this. And cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. This is not plausibility. This isn't, this might happen. But, you know, if you give too much credit to me, then it won't happen. That's not what this is saying. You know, no way. Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. This is what the spirit of our living God says. God does this work in all his children. Now, some 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold, right? There's different measures of, of maturity for the glory of God, right? Oh, man. That was bad, y'all. But hold on. We, we're still listening. Right? Precisely because of this idea of being possessed by, you know, I mean, you look into these Pentecostal churches and they talk about catching the Holy Ghost, catching the Spirit. A misuse of the spirit is not an argument for the spirit in his working in indwelling someone. Right. The spirit in God indwells a believer. I mean, what's if you go listen to this section on the live? I mean, most of outside of him just using John 15 for vague belief, even though he missed, uh, you know, he isolated that text. Right. Um. All this section is missing from scripture. It was missing from scripture. This is just young Don giving his opinion. He's going to essentially say that. That's all pagan nonsense. So it's pagan nonsense to give. Well, he's talking about the Pentecostals, which. Yeah, some of that is, is abusive, but that's not an argument against what he's actually trying to argue against, that we give too much credit for the Holy Spirit. Right? You, you look at anime. That's what you're seeing. That's what you're seeing. It's anime. It's, it's this idea. It's Yu-Gi-Oh. It's Dragon Ball Z. It's this idea of this spiritual thing coming inside you and making a difference physically. The whole Jesus told us exactly what the Holy Spirit will. So it's Dragon Ball Z. Pretty much he's saying it's mythology, right? If you believe that the spirit indwells a person and makes a difference, that's being called <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon. And wh where is this guy? Is, is he reading the Bible? Is he reading the Bible? What? That's anime? Sir, look, you may not like it, but that's what the Bible teaches. How, how do you read Ezekiel 36? How do you read John chapter 3? How do you read? Uh, guys, I, I was thinking about this when, when I was going over this section. Right. You see um, before Pentecost, right? The apostles were cowards, fearful men. Um didn't understand much 
Then the day of Pentecost happened. They were like this. A lot of these Christians is ducking the smoke. I want all the smoke. The apostles were like, I want all the smoke. They, they had the spirit of the living God living in them. And the spirit empowers them to work. Read Acts. See, you know, the book of Acts is not about the apostles. It's about the Holy Spirit. Now, I know a lot of people have misused the Holy Spirit, but it was the power of the spirit that empowered the apostles, right? The dunamis, right? The power of the living God. Not this guy does not understand man's nature, nor the na new nature. This is a fundamental misunderstanding of the nature of the Christian and also the nature of uh, the unbeliever. I know I see many of you guys talking about it, right? That we are dead pre-Christ, you know, spiritually speaking. We are unable to do anything pleasing to God. God sees our quote unquote righteousness as filthy rags. What is it? What is Right. He tells us in, I believe it's John chapter 14. He tells us exactly what the Holy Spirit will do. And it's. Yeah, let's look at this text. Not, um, and it's not making us make decisions, because if, if that was the Holy Spirit's job, then no one, no Christian can ever be blamed for their lack of works. That would be a failure of the Holy Spirit. Right? Exactly. Because the spirit always produces in his believers, in his, uh, uh, you know, in his people works. Not perfectly, but it does happen. I, I know that. See, that's the issue. Young Don doesn't believe, believe that. Young Don thinks it is possible for you to be a Christian your whole life and look exactly like the devil. Right? But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I said unto you. It's that Guys, this text actually destroys him. If you understand the I, what the Bible teaches, guys, there is a whole theology of the teacher and that is God teaching us. Is it is my my assertion that uh although it's implied it's actually speaking of more than this when it's talk about God teaching us. It's not just talking about mere facts that we import in our head. That's not just what it's talking about. Let me let me bring up some text here. Um, man, because this this is this is important, guys. This is important. Yeah, yeah, I see, I see you, K-Rad, man. Yeah, the book of Acts is not about the acts of the apostles, but the acts of the Holy Spirit impacting with the gospel. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, where was I going? Let's go. Let's uh let me let me share my screen here. This is important, guys. Man, this is this is good, guys. Hope you guys are enjoying this. It says, John 6. We'll start at verse 44. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. Guys, a lot of debate on this. This is such a good text. We're not going to get into that point. But listen, 
Verse 45. Verse 45. It is written in the prophets. And they will all be taught of God. Everyone who has heard and learned from me, the father comes to me. So this teaching. Right. That we hear and learn. I would I would I'm going to argue that these things are not actual physical things. These are spiritual aspects. Right. These are not this is not that God comes to you and he teaches you, you know, John 644 means this. That's not what it's meaning. That's not what it means. It is my position that this text of being taught by God is essentially regeneration. Right. This is regeneration, guys. If you have been taught of God. Right. We now have the mind of Christ. We do as he does. Let me let me look up this text. I, I know I put this text up here somewhere. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Being taught of God. This is such a good theology, guys. Study what it means to be taught of God. So much theology there. So much theology in being taught of God. And guys, there's so many texts that will make sense once you understand this concept. Texts like this, 1 Thessalonians 4, 9. Texts like this, right? Now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you. Why? For you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. So in one sense, the Christian needs no writing that's what that's what paul's saying and and, and matter of fact you have a text of this uh presented in first john i don't need to write to you anything because you know right when the spirit of god indwells a believer they know you you, you want to know something funny i i got saved in 2009 and nobody had to tell me hey you know you shouldn't fornicate with your girlfriend right i knew that you know, I knew it. Many things, not all things, many things, you know, by the spirit indwelling a person. This is why he says, no, no, essentially no one has to write you to teach you this. Because you have been taught by God. Oh, man. Oh, 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 woo. this is so good. This is so good. This is the promise of the new covenant. Hold on. I, 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 I got to I got to get it. I got to get it. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. You, you, you're, you're so right there. There are my 31, right? Start at verse 31. But hold on. We, hold on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Verse verse 32, verse 33, guys. This is the covenant that I'll put. Hold on. Let's. uh. Yeah, let's, let's start at verse 34. It says, and no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me. <laughs> From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I forgive their iniquity. And I remember their sin no more. Guys, this is the promise of the new covenant. The spirit indwells a believer. Guys, I'm, I'm taking too long on this point, but it's, it's, it's so it's so foundational. All that was called Dragon Ball Z theology. But that's what the text says. 
continuing on on the misunderstanding uh, of the Holy Spirit. But I understand that this is not a popular because it's not as sexy. Let's just be let's keep it 100. This view of our interaction or our relationship with the Holy Spirit, it's not as it's not as sexy. Right. It's not as. No, I, I would say that's very natural to. um Man's desire. Prior to Christ, I thought it was all me. Prior to Christ, I did my own thing. We don't come to theology on what sounds good. <laughs> See, that's the problem with so much of, of theology today. That's so what's wrong with Mike Todd. It has to sound good and tickle the ears a little. Right? People need to be entertained. What does the word of God say? I don't care if it's quote unquote sexy. I don't care. What does the scripture say? Yeah, my wife's like, sexy. Um <laughs> Yeah, so many of you are like, what? <laughs> what is the what is the what is the word God says? This is so subjective. Mystical. And I mean, just look at the most popular movies in Hollywood. Right? That's what people want. People want superpowers. Right. That's why they obsess over, um, you know, spiritual gifts. People want, you know, that's why they love the exercising of demons. Those now, there's a little truth in what he's saying. But again, he dismisses all of it. Because he sees the abuse. Again, abuse of the truth is not an argument against the truth. Videos and things of that nature. And. Uh, I mean, guys, you know, look, man, I'm open to having my mind changed. Well, young Don, my man, let's talk. You know, let's I'm glad that you said that. Perfect. You know, let's sit down, man. I, I generally would like that It on cam, off cam. It doesn't matter. I would love to talk. You know. I I'm glad you're willing to change your mind on this. But I cannot think of a, uh, I haven't felt the Holy Spirit power up not once. See, this is the problem with many people's theology. They base it on a subjective experience. The Holy Spirit is not a feeling you get, right? When Hillsong comes on or something, <laughs> Or maybe you grew up in, uh, you know, uh, Southern Baptist, you know, gospel churches like I did. It, it's not a feeling when uh, Fred Hammond comes on. It's none of that. Th the spirit of God causes you to obey. It's not a feeling. I, I can relate. I don't feel a feeling. Right. But again, that's not the Holy Spirit. Yes, so much of modern evangelicalism has, uh, you know, put the Holy Spirit in a subjective, you know, well, you know, it's the Holy Spirit it just makes you feel like you're on clouds. I've heard all that stuff, too. But that's not the Holy Spirit. See, the issue is we have to let the scriptures define what we're talking about. Belief. We have to let the scriptures define what the Holy Spirit is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right, K-Rad. The burning in the bosom. I've heard all that stuff, right? 
you guys know how I do it here on all things all things theology, man. What does a word say? What does a word say? What does a word say? What does the word say though? Right? I mean, we can we can we can give all our experiences and emotions, but what does the word of God say? Right? This is where I feel this like oh, the power I feel it cry. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know, I, I I understand if that's what you're bucking up against, but but again, you dismiss it all because of the abuses. Now you got. I, I want to get a. I want you guys to see if I've been faring. You guys remember when he said it was a hundred percent us a second ago? You guys remember that, right? I mean, I'm not just making that up, right? That's what he said. I just I just want to make sure the chat is with me and and that uh, I'm I'm fairly accurately representing. Uh, young Don because one of the things I do not want to do is misrepresent him because I do believe uh, misrepresenting the truth is also not helpful right so do you guys remember that I mean was it just me I know a lot of people said in the chat like whoa I can't believe he said that so I think I think that's what everybody has concluded that he said that is it is a hundred percent us right that it's a hundred percent you right speaking and so um, I guys, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. To be filled with the spirit is to be showing the fruits of the spirit. I suppose that's one way to, to interpret that. I mean, that's what it says. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sandra says she remembers. Yeah. Yeah. She remembers that. I can't do it on my own. I need the Holy Spirit to help me because I can't rely on my own strength and understand it. Now, According to him, remember, he said 100%, it's us. Now, watch this. And I'm not saying that you're doing it on your own. You said literally a couple minutes ago, now it's probably been almost near an hour, half an hour, that it's 100% you. Now he's saying, well, I'm not saying it's all you. This is a complete contradiction. Oh. Uh, Let's keep going. You get a, you know, a personal fitness trainer to help you get into. Now, now, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me go back. I want you guys to listen to this analogy. You get a, you know, a personal fitness trainer to help you get into shape. You're not doing it on your own, but you're the one lifting the weight. Are you not? You're the one changing, you know, eating the right foods and choosing not to eat the junk food and choosing to go to bed on time. Are you not? Right. It's not the personal trainer. Right. But the personal trainer is leading you in truth in regards to the optimal way to structure your diet and lifestyle in your exercise routine. Similarly, the Holy Spirit, as the Bible says, leads you in all truth and understand you and shall understanding shall teach you all things and bring things to your remembrance. All that Jesus has taught us. And so, you know, that's not doing it all on your own. I've never claimed I never claimed to do it all on your my own. Yes, you did. But so what we have similarly, right, if the analogy follows, is that Jesus or the spirit, um, the spirit just is like a personal trainer. I mean, I guess if you need a spot on the bench rack, the spirit will help you with it. But other than that, and, and, and you know, um, you know, if you need um uh, you know, some diet information, 
the spirit's gonna, I guess, give you some information. But that's about it. But but it's it really rests on you. Just the spirit's gonna give you some information. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna give you some good advice. He's not gonna lead you wrong. Right? But that's not what the Bible teaches. That that's not what it means to be taught of God, as I just showed. Right? Um couple more things here. That's what I think the list of the fruits of the spirit were given to us for. It's not for the sake of, you know, evidence that the Holy Spirit is working within you. Because listen, everybody can at times display fruits of the spirit, you know, and I'll tell you know, one day I might be I want to buck up against that idea. The carnal man does not do the fruit of the spirit. He is in enmity with God. He's rebelling against God. Even the quote unquote good things he does are not motivated by faith. How can he do anything pleasing to God? These aren't good works. Not to God. So, yes, I will absolutely buck up against that. A lot more patient and a lot less quick to be harsh and try to be more charitable when I talk. And then another day. I might be a little bit more, you know, maybe I didn't get as good as sleep the night before. And so I'm quick to say something very sharp and mean. And I'm not going to say the Holy Spirit is working in me less today than he was yesterday. You know, what I think that that list of the fruits of the Spirit was is so that, I mean, look at my behavior and know when it is that I am behaving in a way that is godly as opposed to a way that is ungodly. Uh, no, that's not all it what it's for. That's not all what it's for. If we read the text, um, we'll start at verse 16. But I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the, of, of the flesh. Right. For the desires of his flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit against the flesh for they are opposed to each other. Right. I mean, look at this. Right. Um. It's it it's an opposition, the flesh and the spirit. Right? Um Yeah, desires of the flesh against the spirit, and the desires of the uh, spirit are against the flesh, for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. But, but notice this. Now, now uh because what we heard is well, it this just says, you know, you're just it's just telling you the wrong way you're living, but it says a lot more than that. We'll see. Now, works of the flesh are evident: sexual morality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warned you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, young Don. Just said, well, it's just saying you're just you're just living wrong. <laughs> well, you, if if one is practicing these things, this is the you know the the you know evidence of them. He says you'll not inherit the kingdom of God. This is evidence you have not come to true saving faith. This is why you're being warned. I understand. I understand. <sighs> Let's keep going. And to strive. To walk in the spirit as much as I can so that and the result of that, of course, would be displaying these said fruits of the spirit. 
but I don't think it is evidence that the Holy Spirit is doing the work in you. Personally. So personally, he doesn't believe it's the Holy Spirit doing this work in us. Uh, I would say the scripture says something totally, completely different. You know? But this point was interesting as well. I'm going to do two more clips. Were you ever in this camp? Right? Now he's asking young, he's asking, uh, He's rhetorically answering, answering, asking the question to Corey Miner. Were you ever in the free grace camp, right? Were you ever in this camp where you believed that? Now he's going to, def now I'm going to pause right here. Just He's going to define what he means. He's, he's about to define his position. Check this out. Somebody can be saved and not ultimately produce, you know, what you would categorize as good works. That's Young Don's position. Someone can be saved and not have any any fruit. So much for fruit of the spirit. I mean, why call it the fruit of the spirit? Just say maybe the fruit of the spirit. I mean, you can't say it's the fruit of the spirit. Not in Young Don's theology, because this, this may not ever happen. Matter of fact, he's going to say that. You know, in my opinion, everybody produces good works, right? Everybody. Not according to the scripture. Now, we just talked about the fruit of the flesh, the first fruit of the spirit. Not everyone's doing this. If you don't have the spirit, you're not producing the fruit of the spirit. Those things that one would call a good work, you know. As you said in our conversation, even Hitler probably held the door open for a lady at one point. It was not a good work, you know. And so. Were you ever in this camp? Because he, 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 you kept saying something along the lines of, oh, with time, you'll get over here. And I just disagree with that because I was over there. It's funny. People say, oh, it's with time. When I started off being a Christian, I was Calvinist. I, 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 sh I first started to mold my theology around listening to sermons by guys like John MacArthur and Vody Bauckham and Ray. Um, uh, I think he's right there is thinking of Ray Comfort. <laughs> Ray Comfort is not a Calvinist, by the way. Um, but <laughs> that's interesting. But just because you listen to a lot of stuff from Calvinists doesn't mean you're a Calvinist. I, I would say I, I, I echo people to be slow uh, to accept terms. Uh, until they actually understand it themselves. But listening to, to uh, sermons by Calvinists for a week or a month does not mean you're a Calvinist. You need to be able to understand these things and, and articulate them them yourself. So I, I would I would be interested to know. I, I think that's just very interesting that he was uh, claiming to be a Calvinist just because he was listening to some people that are Calvinists. I mean, that doesn't necessarily make you a Calvinist. I would ask him, what did you understand about Calvinism? Because he clearly does not understand it. <laughs> Very clear. There's some people who are not Calvinists on here who are like, yeah, that's not even Calvinism, man. That's, 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 that's a straw man, right? That's one of those, you know? Do you want to build a straw man? Alan Parr and these kinds of Alan Parr isn't even a Calvinist. Again, uh, <laughs> Corey Miner has clearly stated he's not a Calvinist. So close right? Apologia Studios and, and the like, right? That's what I would be listening to. I've listened to hundreds of hours of Calvinist sermons. 
And I came out of that when I saw that it was heresy. So, so Calvinism is heresy <laughs> because it states that, uh, uh, you know, uh, people of the faith should produce good works. Apparently that's heresy. I can't imagine with time I'm going to go back to that because the heresy within though that doctrine has been made so clear to me. So it's heresy. Uh, Miguel says he's learning, bro. No, I, I understand that. That's why I'm, I don't think I'm actually being very harsh to him. Um, but this is why I also don't think he should be up here teaching. You know, that that's my position. And I'm going to show another reason why, you know? And so, yeah. Um, but hey, yeah. So if you ever were over here, that would I would be interested to know that. But some tells me you weren't. You know, I think you've always been Calvinist. Um, He's not even a Calvinist. And, you know, that's because. And Calvinists say a lot of the things that free gracers say, right? Once saved, always saved. Saved by grace, not by works. But when you get down into the DNA of it, you've. You find the backloaded works. No, you don't. You see people uh, arguing for justification and then uh, for sanctification. Now, if you conflate these two to be the same thing, like Rome does, you just end up on the other side of the error. It, ju it just shows you don't understand Calvinism. Um, but there's, there's, there's one reason why I want to say or demonstrate why I think I believe Young Don needs to sit down. I was watching a live stream the other day and I was like, my goodness, this is actually pretty, this is bad. Notice what the question is asked of Young Don and then his response. Hey, mom. Perfect. Hey, brother, I'm in the same boat in finding a church that preached the gospel correctly. So I turn to you as my church because you give the gospel at face value. Have you ever? Notice, so, so someone's saying they turn to young Don for church. Again, this guy's been re recent convert, but they're turning to him as their, their pastor. Right? Young Don is being viewed as a pastor for, these, for, for many people. Right? And notice what, the, what, what they're going to ask him face value have you ever thought about opening your own church i would 100 percent attend hey bro i'm flattered Aww. i'm fl so someone's asking hey man have you ever thought of opening your own church they would go there right they would go to his church but he says um he's flattered he's flattered no you should be shattered because man <laughs> You're not in a position, and if you knew the Bible, you would you would tell this person, hey, oh, whoa, hold on, calm down. I appreciate it, but no, no, I cannot be a pastor. I'm I'm a, I'm a recent convert. I, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm talking about. Pattern, but I'm learning too. I'm still learn. I'm still learning new things too often to feel comfortable earning it. So, so, and I'm glad he's admit this. But this is proof and reason why you shouldn't be teaching on these things because you're learning so much so quickly and digesting so much new stuff that you probably shouldn't learn and teach yourself on the fly. Because guess what? In the next week, 
Young Don is probably going to shift to some whole new theology. You know, that that's that's the thing. Right. He's just shift. He just he just changing his theology literally every week. In the church, you feel me? I need like I'm still I'm still in a phase where I'm clear, clearly learning a lot of things very quickly. And I agree. Now, some some people have asked, like, is Young Don in a church? And I've been I've kind of ignored it up until this point. Young Don is not in a church. Young Don is not in a church. You know, he's he, he his the his his church is YouTube. This shows you don't understand Calvinism. If you rely on works at all for your salvation, that is heresy. Calvinists don't believe that. So you don't understand Calvinism. Make it very clear. Um, yeah, he, he's not in the church. No one's pastoring him. No one's discipling him. You know, I would love just to be a helpful voice in his ear. He don't have to agree with everything I say, but I would like to just be a helpful voice in his ear. He could take it or leave it, right? I mean, we're in the same state. Uh, I, I, I would love for that. If someone can send him this section, if y'all know how to contact them, send him this section, man. I just would like to be a helpful voice for him. Um, so he said, did he stop going to the church? He was at one point. Well, from what I've heard, don't know. Um, okay. Someone said he's, he only stopped recently. Okay. To be okay. Okay. I would ask what's the reasoning for not going. Well, it's probably cause there's no free grace churches around. And so, yeah. And so that means I'm still under development. I'm not in position cause guess what? Guess what? Just a month ago, just two weeks ago. Now watch this guys. I would have preached that it's not important. Not uh, two weeks ago. Well, like a month ago, I would preach. It's not important to observe the Sabbath. It don't matter what food you eat. I would have said that a month ago. You feel me? So now he's gone from uh, strict stab Sabbath, uh, you know, which I know there's there's some in the reform community. OK, to you all, you shouldn't eat pork, right? To dietary laws, you know, so. Man. I, 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 I'm very afraid this guy might become a Hebrew Rizzo like next week. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fearful of the direction he's heading. And I want to warn against that. Right. If anyone's been watching me closely, though, or listening closely, I have been preaching the importance of taking a rest day and the, the wisdom in turning away from pork. But yeah, um, very interesting, right? Very, very interesting. Like I said, I mean, I would love to to talk with him, sit down. Like I said, it, it could be off cam, man. This ain't for views or likes, but I would like to talk with him about some of these issues. Um, just think it's very important. And so, man, hopefully this video was edifying uh, and um, not just outside of critiquing him, but just just learning what the who the Holy Spirit is, the role of the Holy Spirit and what he does, what he has done in the believer. It's so important. Um, but yeah, um, uh, I know I say, I feel like I, I feel like I say this a lot. Uh, me, me and my, uh, me and my wife are about to go eat, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Me and my wife about to go eat. I feel like I say that after every live. I was telling my wife today, I was like, man, I feel like I say that every live. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Hey, 
My wife said she's about to have a pork chop. That's what I'm going to say when she eating it. <laughs> you should see my wife, me and my wife walking around the house saying that. <laughs> you need to take out that trash. <laughs> Let's go work out. Someone said eat bread. I can't do it. I can't do it. 30 days, 30 days, man. 30 days. No no dessert, man. We're just going out to a, a, like an all meat. So we all we eating. All meat. I'm doing carnivore for those who are interested on my diet. I'm doing carnivore, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I man, hey, I think some of the most good fellowship uh hold on a second. Uh no, he's wrong. He's definitely wrong. He's definitely wrong. He doesn't even understand what Calvinism is, so he he's not right at all. Um, some of the best fellowship I've had has been over food. Maybe y'all can relate. Y'all know what I'm saying? Best fellowship I've had is over food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we're going. Brazilian Steakhouse. So, yeah, man. We, we enjoy those. Um yeah, yeah. So, uh, thirty days. I'm trying out. Then I'll probably move to some low carb, low sugar, man. Because I do like the fact that I don't feel as tired. Especially because some of y'all don't know this, but I work overnight. I work from seven to seven, and um, man, around two, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't want no smoke, you know. Uh, so I have felt more awake during those late hours, and so. Um, yeah, I think it's good. It's good. I, it's been very good for for me switching to this to new diet, and so um, yeah, pray for my brother Matthew getting his uh, gallbladder removed. My wife had hers, and that's that's why she trade trade uh, changed her diet diet. You know, <laughs> yeah, man. Some of the best fellowship is over food. I'm convinced, man. The disciples learned probably a lot when they were eating fish and bread, man. Fish and bread. Someone's asking, what has my weight done? So I'm not a big guy. I'm pretty uh, in, in shape, fit. Um, and so my weight has pretty much stayed the same. I, I'm not trying to lose weight. I don't, I don't want to lose any weight. Uh, so, yeah, my weight's staying the same. Uh, St. Marvin says, how is he wrong? Calvinists say they only can be saved. No, Well, they don't say that. Calvinists don't say only Calvinists can be saved. And we don't have... And we don't have any part to play. Well, yeah, we don't have any. Yes, yeah, not by works. I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, intermittent, uh, Theophilus says, intermittent fasting is healthy. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. I'm telling y'all, bro, I'm going through it, though. I'm going through it. <laughs> I'm over there. My wife's like, you're a new person. I'm like, I, I feel terrible, but great at the same time. I don't know how to explain this. It's like, like I said, I have no uh, energy, but I have more clarity, if that makes sense. And like, I'm, I can see, I, I, I'm noticing my body changing. Uh, what are your thoughts on plant-based diet? I know my wife is against it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my wife is not, uh, uh, you know, she, she's very good with nutritional stuff, and she is not, she is not for like getting rid of fats. And um, um, what do you call it? Uh, meats. You know, we were having this whole talk this morning. We 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 did a little walk this morning, getting that vitamin D. 
And uh, a lot of the food industry has lied to us about uh, fat and eating meat only um, stuff like that. Hey, maybe I'll have to have my wife on to talk about that stuff. She's, she's very knowledgeable about this. And um, like I said, she had to change her diet a few years ago. Um, you know, and so it, it helped out a lot with her. I mean, I, I, I saw how some of these things, um, were helpful. Yeah. 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 We're on the, yeah, yeah. We naturally eat meat, you know, so don't have paid a lot, Peter lying to you, man. You know, <laughs> destroy the world. You got to eat meat, destroy the world, climate change, you know, <laughs> There's a lot of like not you know you go to the you go to the cereal store you know uh, we were talking about this one I'll, I'll use this because my wife gave this one to me you know you go go to the store it's like they lie about a lot of those stuff you know like you know Cheerio healthy for your heart but it's filled with sugar that's gonna like give you heart disease you know and mess up your heart you know so it's like just a lot of food industries be lying man and just be like promoting bad stuff man you have to do your own research and so. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm, man, I'm gonna have my, 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 my meat, my steak medium cooked. Let me tell you how, you know, I, I'm gonna have my steak medium cooked and I'm gonna say all the meat be wanting to smoke. A lot of these Christians is ducking the smoke. I want all the smoke. I want all that smoked meat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want all the smoked meat, you know? Yeah, yeah, hoping young Don hears you out. Man, me too, man. I, I try to be someone that's cordial. Man, I man, I just want to be a friend. That's it, man. I don't I don't want anything from him. Um anything like that. Uh St. Marvin, man, maybe you can come on sometime and we can talk about Calvinism since you know it so well. Would love to. Just email me, man, if you want to. Yeah, man, I want all the smoke meat, you know? Yeah, man. I'm I'm all about it, man. I know I'm all about it. Yeah, man. So thank you guys for watching, man. This has been another good episode. Oh, by the way, guys, guys, for those who are signed up on my uh, YouTube membership, Patreon, we're probably going to have a, um, I want to have, I want to have a, a, a YouTube members, Patreon only for those who are signed up for it. I know you guys are, uh, see the content, uh, prior to everybody else's when I release videos and things like that. But I want to have a YouTube member, and and guys, we're gonna we're gonna play my album, guys. I'm working on a new project, so yes, for those who like the intro, the clean man, I, I got some good stuff that I haven't even uh, talked about, man. Has has I haven't even gotten to some of this stuff, but I do want to play a lot of those songs and start, you know, for those who support the ministry, um, start playing those albums, man. Yeah, man. By the way, if you're watching, go and hit, hit that like button, man. It's free to do it. Has Marcus Rogers hit you back yet? No. But I posted something yesterday saying, hey, I email, emailed you. Matter of fact, uh, let me guys show you this. Let me guys show you this. Just so I'm not... I'm not saying I'm lying to you guys. Let me let me show you this real quick, and we'll we'll wrap it up here. Um. So, as you see here, I emailed. By the way, go and go and like the Facebook page. Like the Facebook page. By the way, uh, all things theology. Facebook, you search, you should find it. 
Yeah, yeah. You on Spotify? What's your account name? Uh, K Dub. Oh, hold on, hold on a second. Let me let me let me drop my Spotify in the uh, chat, man. See, I'm my own worst promoter, man. See, I'm terrible. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> yeah, I'm on Spotify. Hold on a second. Hold on. Let me uh, give me a second. Let me a second. See, I need I need to uh, this man. I I need a staff one day. Seriously, man. I need a staff. This is there is my uh, artist page, by the way. Um, if you want to check out some of my music, I just dropped it in the chat, and so yeah. So hopefully you'll start listening to some music. Like I said, I'm going to be drop. I'm, I'm trying to have a the album out album done by the summer, and so for those who like clean, people said I need I need more verses on clean. <laughs> I just uh, need more verses on clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Oh, but let let me show you the. Uh, I contacted Marcus Rogers, and I know that he saw it, right? I know that he saw it. So, if you read here, it says, "Hey, Marcus, I emailed you. Give me a call when you have some time." And uh, what I emailed him was, what I emailed him was, "Hey, Marcus, this is the email I sent." Um, maybe Saturday morning, right? I emailed him this. I said, hey, Marcus, I sent, I see that you will be in town March 31st, April through 2nd. How about you come to my studio and we discuss our theological difference? Think it'd be edifying. Give me a call and I drop my number. Not going to give you all my number, man. Your boy's calling me. Right? And so he's going to be in town for this. Right, March thirty first, April second, in Dallas. I mean, that's not too far from me, you know. So, here's how I know he saw it. Look who uh, liked it. Look, it like this is the like on that same post. Um. Marcus Rogers liked it, you know, so I know he saw it. I'm just waiting for a response at this point. So, you know, I mean, what can I do? What can I do but just wait, you know, so. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's it at this point. Just waiting for Marcus Rogers to respond so we can we can do it. I mean, I'm I'm ready. I can come to Chicago. Many people said they hoped for that. He can come here. We can do that. I'm just waiting. Waiting. <laughs> waiting on Marcus Rogers to respond. You know, something like that. I don't know. I mean, I'm just waiting for him to respond. Yeah, man. So Hope you guys enjoyed this live today, man. I had I, I had a uh, I had a good time, man. You guys know how we do it. Till the next time, y'all. Grace and peace, y'all. Grace and peace. Grace and peace, y'all. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Hey, till the next time, y'all. Grace and peace.